Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. How you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor. A little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, and I want to hear from you. The easiest way to get a hold of me is on uh, Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm well engaged on there all the time at Cutting Room MRB, or you can shoot me an email with your feedback, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com is that one if you want to be on the show. Uh, I'm doing a few extra episodes in the wake of the uh, the pandemic and everybody being home. I've, I've seen a bit of an uptick in terms of the demand for a show like mine. I'm very happy about it. Uh, you know, circumstances aside, uh, you know, I'm happy to be able to uh, to help out the best way that I can. So I am going to be doing episodes not every week, but occasionally on on Wednesday nights in addition to my uh, my regular Sunday afternoon slots. Uh, so a quick thank you as we do at the top of the show. Uh, where credit is due to uh, to Calvin Vanderbeek, who actually is on the show today. Uh, Calvin has been a longtime supporter of mine um, and is affectionately uh, a member of what we call the Indie Rat Pack, which is a group of us that like to get together and horse around online and make each other laugh. And then uh, I get everybody together at the end of the year for the last show of the year. So just creative types from all different areas. So Calvin's on the show today and uh, has a hand in uh, a key role, I should say, in, in, uh, in the project we're going to be talking about today. Um, just to give you some context, uh, I've got uh, Bridget Grahams on the show today. She's an LA lady, uh, an LA native uh, who's been acting since she was a kid in film, television, and commercials. Um, in 2016, she co-founded uh, Wanderlust Films, uh, under which she's produced and starred in, in multiple award-winning shorts and an in independent feature film. Uh, she's joined today by Vanita Ozels Graham, who's back for the second time, making her the latest member of uh, what I affectionately refer to as my uh, CRF uh, Repeat Offenders Club. These are people that have been gluttons for punishment and have been willing to come on this show more than once. And I, as I say that as a term of high respect. Um, She's worked on series uh, in the past, such as The X-Files and CSI and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, also one of the founders of Wanderlust Films. Uh, and she's been on here uh, about a year ago, actually, if I, if you can believe it's been that long to talk about uh, her projects. Uh, Amy's in the uh, Amy's in the freezer, lift, and uh, use body parts. And again, uh, joining her is uh, a prolific indie producer and a longtime friend, Calvin Vanderbeek. So when forces collide, we get to talk about the latest project that the three of them are working on, uh, which I was fortunate enough to see. And although I had to make a blood oath that I was promised <laughs> not to give away any spoilers so i've crafted my questions very carefully but again thanks to the group here for letting me uh have watched uh, who wants dessert which is the latest effort by the three of them so uh without further ado the kind of floor proudly welcomes uh bridget graham vanita ozels graham and calvin vanderby how you doing guys hey <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so uh, Vanita and uh, Calvin, you've been on the show a bit, but uh, Bridget, for rookies, I, I have a bit of an icebreaker question um, just to start just to start things off. Uh, did I get all of your bio information right, or is there anything that you'd like to to add or modify to that? You certainly got it right, and you are also my very first podcast experience as a non-listener and an interviewee and active participant, so thank you for that. Ooh, I got a rookie. I love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you very much. I, I appreciate your time today. So uh, I'll, I'll throw this out uh, just sort of as an open question to the group. Uh, who, who wants dessert? Who, who wants to take point on, uh, on giving the pitch for this? Vanita. Vanita? <laughs> okay, that, that, that's unanimous. All right. Okay. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> what was the question? Uh, what, what, what's the film about? What, what's the, the elevator pitch for, for who ah. wants dessert? Okay, I wrote it. Um, I was toying with the idea of uh, mental health or lack thereof. Um, a situation that what if somebody was to tragically lose their entire family and um, how do you go on living after an event like that occurs? And I, I was chewing on that for a while and then I wound up writing about this young woman that this occurred to. And it's difficult to talk about the film at length because the end of it the, is, you know, the spoiler, um, is really what makes the film as unique and fascinating as it is. You think you're on one journey and you discover you're on another. That was the challenge. And I had to figure out how to shoot it, uh, portray this visually, or the dialogue, uh, to capture the audience and then to shock them when they realize what's really well, no, and you you managed to get a lot of storytelling, uh, you, you know, to your credit into what was basically a, a six and a half minute film, right? That that uh, uh, you say, oh, okay, and and I'll admit that I thought that I was getting down, led down one path, and and you take a sharp right, and and you know, very I, again, I'm trying, very sharp right, right? So. Uh, and I, and I know that, uh, Vanita, this isn't your first time in terms of, uh, you know, doing double duty as both a writer and a director, right? Right. And a producer. And a producer, too. Right. Okay. Yeah, she wore three hats. Thank you. Yeah, but you, know, you kind of wear one at a time as you're doing it. At the end of it, you realize you've done all those different things. But you know, when I'm directing, I'm not producing. I'm not writing. I'm just directing. Where's that? Uh, I, I guess, are there any advantages to, uh, do you see, to, to directing the, the work that you've actually written yourself? or, or Oh, a huge you... one. When I'm on the set, okay. something has to change immediately. I say, so, writer, what do you think? <laughs> Rewrite that quickly. Okay, <laughs> I have no arguments with the writer. <laughs> I just do it, and um, that, in truth, that's a huge advantage because uh, on all the shows I've been on, when something needs to be rewritten, you've got to go up the food chain, you got to get the writer down to the set. Um, they have to think about it. You know, all that goes away. I just literally turn away from everybody and say, "Okay, this is what we're doing." It's it's great directing your own stuff. 
And uh, Bridget, I'll bring you into the conversation. Uh, I, I guess, can you tell us about the character that you play? Absolutely. Um, Annie is a woman who's just suffered an incredible tragedy, losing her family. And the way that she decides to cope with that tragedy is a bit atypical. And that dives into sort of the mental health situation. And uh, she has a relationship with a therapist who's trying to help her. And um, how Annie goes about <laughs> her life in this film is really shocking and exciting. And, uh, and while it does deal with you know, mental health and some hot topics. It is true to form with Vanita's stories where it's got a bit of a thriller, horror, uh, shocking edge to it that makes it really exciting to play. Now, well, one of the uh, things that I can I can bring up uh, that we were just talking about right before we went on air here is that, that uh, the timing of this was somewhat serendipitous on a number of different levels, right? Uh, that given the pandemic and everybody's basically shutting down and, and you know what they call the uh, the big pause in Quebec, right? Uh, that you guys managed to actually sneak this in before a lot of these restrictions happened. Is that right? That's true. We got very lucky. Yeah. We shot it the weekend before the Monday announcement um, of the isolation in Los Angeles. Uh, we flew Sean Young in from New York to be in this, and she uh, flew out Monday. I mean, and she called me and she said, do you realize how close we were to this not happening? I said, yeah, it was amazing how serendipitous it was. Calvin uh, and Bridget, anything else that you'd like to add to that? Oh, absolutely. I also would like to say I believe that not one person on set contracted the virus. So I think we're all safe and we got it done in time. Uh, but it was very serendipitous. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about art and the timing is even if you can't predict the social climate around it, it's it always ends up working out extremely well. So I think it'll be... Um, an interesting thing to watch for people who have come through a quarantine. This character Annie is very isolated in her own little world, so it is um, timely, definitely, and very fortuitous that we got it done. And, and Calvin, you were telling me that that uh, just in terms of the post resources, that that it ironically worked out well too, because uh, people had a little bit more availability that they anticipated, right? Oh, exactly. And Vanita can attest to that we had total availability which I don't know about Vanita, but I'm not used to that. It's like everyone tries to squeeze us in when they can. And everyone goes, oh, we're shut down. Give it to me. And uh, I don't know. I was anticipating two or three months worth of post, and I, we pretty much got it done in three weeks, Vanita. Isn't that close? Yeah, it was a little challenging and that usually I'm hands-on in the editing room. You know, Calvin was in two sitting but you not have that luxury because you have to be six feet apart. Um, the one place I did go was the post down, and we sat on opposite sides of the room. But still, um, it, it was a style of editing for me to have to do it all in my head over the Internet, you know, over the telephone as opposed to, you know, together. And, and this is one of the paradoxes. Like, I mean, I can, you know, without volunteering too much about you know, my own professional environment. But I mean, this is one of the paradoxes about these times, really, when you think about it, right? On the one hand, you know, we're supposed to stay six feet apart. You're not supposed to travel. But on the other hand, 
you know, the fact that we're going through this at a time when technology is, you know, and communications are as advanced as they are, that you still have instant access to people regardless of where they are in the world. You can fire up video conferences at the click of a couple of buttons and, and in a weird way, at least from my own view, to some extent, it's made the pace a little bit faster because everybody's at home and a lot of people, you know, say, okay, fine, I can provide an immediate response. So I expect an immediate response. I don't know if you guys have noticed anything like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I bet you that this really is going to change filmmaking in, in ways uh, that continue. Uh, when we real, you know, realizing that I can edit this film from my house via the internet, as opposed to having to drive across town to studios, it's uh, it's obviously on a huge feature that's not as as easy. But on smaller projects, absolutely, it, it shortcuts so much, you know, of the uh, shoe leather. Um, we, we've kind of touched on this, you know, briefly, but, uh, you know, one of the key people that you managed to enlist in this was Sean Young, who is, you know, a very recognizable name. Um, I, I was just curious as to how that came about, or could you volunteer about, you know, that particular piece of the puzzle? Uh, crazy serendipity. I just happened to, I've always loved Sean like Young. I've been fascinated by her from the first time I saw her in Blade Runner. And I happened to be on a site where they had uh, several of the projects that she'd been in recently. And people were commenting, so I made the comment that, you know, I'm a writer, producer, director, and I would love to direct Sean Young in my movie. And I put in big caps, Sean Young, where are you? And bing, a little message came up in the corner of my screen that said, I'm not that hard to find. I'm in New York. And I said, is this really you? <laughs> and you know, I thought it was some somebody jerking me around here. But it, I figured out very quickly it really was her. And we started talking, and she said, send me the script. So I did. And she, you know, she gave me her email address, and she read it, and she came back with, I love it. What's your offer? And I talked to Calvin. I said, shit, what is our offer? <laughs> and we put, yeah. put together um, what we could barely afford to do and even what we couldn't afford to do but knew we would have to to get her and uh, sent it back to her and she chewed on it and she came back with you know what you got me I'm coming and uh, then we were like oh my god <laughs> now we so what do we do now <laughs> what do you do now yeah, yeah. got to get a motor home got to get a good makeup hair person got to get top of the line wardrobe <laughs> our budget like quadrupled in the matter of uh, this this great event, but it was so worth it. She was a dream to work with. Um, Bridget, what was it like working with Sean? Yeah, she was. I mean, she's obviously, you know, incredibly professional, um, but she just gave it. She really, <laughs> every single scene, you know, is really something good to work off of. Just her looks, her small reactions. Uh, she's just so compelling um, and and generous. You know, she was really a pleasure. Well, and and uh, I, I like the way that you didn't, um, and, and again, I'm not volunteering too much by saying this, but you didn't really volunteer the image of her, of her face right away. You kind of held it back just a little bit, you know, and, and I, I, I said, holy Jesus, uh, you know, like anybody who's watching this for the first time could possibly say, geez, that sounds like Sean Young, you know, mm -hmm. and then she actually walks out and you go, oh, God, you know, I mean, that it was, it was a little bit more impactful uh, to the way that you did it that way. 
That's good direction. Yeah, I was trying to establish, yeah, trying to establish her, um, her, what's her, the word I'm looking for, her world as opposed to her. Like now we're in a completely different world from Annie's world and, and with the diplomas on the wall behind her. This is, the, you know, the classical music. This is a psychiatrist. And then once we do the full reveal of her at her desk, you realize, oh, and it's Sean Young. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, I, I'd like to get in a, uh, a mention for the other two cast members that you, you got on here as well, who who also did great jobs, and one of whom was a, a you know a newcomer. He's got his introducing credit. You've got uh, Dan Sykes and Logan Parker that, that uh, worked on this with you as well. Right. Yeah, Dan Sykes, uh, we've worked with several times, um, uh, probably on every movie we've ever done, except for Amy's in the Freezer. He's just he brings it every time. He's incredible. You can count on him for wonderful choices. He's very real, very realistic, and also just endearing. He was the perfect choice for Annie's husband. And then the little boy we stumbled into was almost like a clone of the Jerry Maguire's kid, except even younger. Uh, he, he, he knew Dan happily. Their families are friends, so he was comfortable being picked up by him, interfacing with him. Um, he wasn't sitting in a room full of strangers. He actually had a buddy who was playing his father. And that's what really made it work because getting a two-year-old, or was he three, like just three years old? Yeah. You know, do the same thing over and over and over again, but yet do it in a very natural way. It's, that's a huge challenge. And not only did he, I mean, he was incredible. He's one of the true joys of the movie to watch. He is so cute. <laughs> and his I, mom I've was really that. good, too. We, we had the mom on set, the real mom, which she was a godsend. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard that, that when you work with kids, sometimes they're better at remembering their lines than the adults are. And I, I, I've seen some outtakes where they, they said, geez, I forget the line. And the kid pipes up and says, you know. What I did here was I determined that whatever he was going to do, we would play off it. It was improvising because I knew that I couldn't count on a two-year-old to, to memorize lines. You know, when they get a little older, later threes, four or five maybe, but two is just stretching it. Um, this was a really little guy. So uh, I told Dan and Bridget, whatever he does, roll with it, and it'll be great. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Now, one of the things that I, I kind of noticed, and, and uh, Vinita, I'm, I'm speaking to, uh, you know, the other films that, I, that I've seen of yours that, that uh, you know, some of your skills is in, in terms of your, your filmography show. And, and uh, uh, I, I felt a little bit like I was watching an episode of Creepshow or Tales from the Crypt. And, and uh, I, I say that in, in a good way because I love both of those. Uh, was there ever uh, a, a thought that you might potentially expand the format on this uh, to make it a slightly longer film at some point? That's funny you should say that. I actually worked on Tales from the Script and uh, Crypt. I was oh, you did? On the yeah, with the Crypt Keeper. I don't think it's in my IMDb because um, I didn't work on the actual episodes. I walked, worked on, remember the wraparounds where he'd come on and he'd introduce the show and it was very funny, you know, he was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so I worked on that for a long time and, and loved it, um, Crypty. Uh, so that's my favorite genre is 
The Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, um, Outer Limits, that kind of thing. I grew up on that, and that's literally what I want to do. That's, that's my world. So it's no coincidence that all of my short films seem to have this same tone. And I thought about that, that the more we make, that I almost always have a YouTube channel just of these little dark, you know, videos. Something I'm thinking <laughs> about if we kept kept making them. But but that's not our next plan. We have a next plan. I wrote the feature version of Who Wants Dessert, and Calvin and I are putting the um, pitch deck together as we speak. And uh, the script came out really well, surprisingly incredibly well. So our next venture is to expand um, Who Wants Dessert into uh, the feature version. Sean Young's on board and um, Bridget, and we're, we're moving it. No, I, I, Bridget, you must be excited about something like this, right? The, to uh, you know, to have this extrapolated into a whole feature. Oh, absolutely! Especially, you know, several of the short films we've done um, are great foundations to turn into a feature, and so we have a couple of other scripts ready to go as well. And I'm just waiting for uh, which one gets the bite. But particularly this one, I think the feature script has a lot of social issues and commentary on a bunch of different things in addition to the mental health aspect. And so in addition to playing a kind of cool, creepy, complex character, uh, the script is also a great story that I think would resonate with a lot of people. So it would be incredibly exciting to do the feature version of this. Now, now you guys have been on the, uh, the Indiegogo trail for a little while. Uh, I was just wondering if you still got the campaign going or, you know, what are you raising the money for at this point? <laughs> it's still going and we're trying to recover um costs incurred and future costs that are coming <laughs> all right oh well, we have a ton of future costs i mean we barely managed to put this together but like for instance uh, we're doing the budget you have to pay somebody to create a budget you have to um, pay to get a pitch deck created uh, you have to pay to apply to 6,000 film festivals, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. It's uh, Once you've completed the film, it's not done yet. Now comes distribution, marketing. Uh, it's, it's like an endless process. And people don't you know, think of that, but I mean, just the fees to submit for entry for a lot of these film festivals, I mean, that, that that's a huge undertaking in and of itself, yeah, it's right? Yeah, huge. Huge money. I mean, it surprised me how much money they want for a short, you know, especially <laughs> when most of them aren't even going to get in. But what, what's the average? Around $50 for a short? I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. It's, it's roughly speaking, yes. I mean, I would go anywhere from 35 up to 80 yeah, which is ridiculous. But generally speaking, you're lucky to get in one out of four festivals that you submit to. You have to be careful that you obviously got the festival that your film's right for. But um, gosh, on Amy's in the freezer, I probably spent between two to four thousand dollars just on submission. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, so what are the plans to to actually make it available for people to see? I mean, I, you know, you guys are very gracious to let me have a chance to look at it but uh i, I guess what are the uh what are the plans to show it to more people or i guess what are, what's some of the feedback that you've got from the from the few people that have seen it already oh my god really outstanding i mean huge caps i love it exclamation points this film came out really really well so we have a facebook page for it if you just type who wants dessert 
with a question mark in uh, your key bar up there. It'll take you to our page. And on that page, it would be great if people would like it and would follow it because we will, every time we get in a film festival, we'll post it, the date, the time, the place, and we're going to be all over, not just the country, but the world. So um, if people can be informed of when it will be close to where they are so that they can watch it. And there's also a trailer on the page. And um, I'm going to be posting a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes photographs as well, uh, probably today. So, um, yeah, everybody, please go to Facebook, Who Wants Dessert, and uh, like and follow our page so that we can keep in touch with you. And, I'll jump uh, in here, too. Okay, yeah, sure. By all yeah, I, it, once it does the festival run, too, we'll likely have the short film put on a distribution platform, something similar to, like, Amy's in the Freezer, where we have it on Amazon Prime. But if they, as long as they follow along on the Facebook journey, they can go see it in film festivals. And once it's been distributed, we'll let everybody know where they can go see it. Hey, hey, yeah, and, and Bridget, uh, we, we were talking about that, that uh, and you were saying that Amy's in the Freezer is actually available on Amazon Prime for viewing, right? That is correct. Uh, also, use body parts. Uh, the, the first horror short we did under our production company is also on Amazon Prime as well. So we've got a couple up there. Yeah, I think Angel is up there too. That's one that Bridget actually wrote and produced and directed and starred in herself. It's another dark short film just uh, in the same uh, mode. There's a lot of good content coming out of your production company. I mean, this is really cool. Yeah, we we're trying. <laughs> there were, uh, were short comedies that um, made the film festival run and won left and right. I mean, best comedies all over the place. Uh, oh, by the way, Amy's in the Freezer won for best thriller as well as best comedy, which was interesting. The comedy one surprised me because I don't think of it as being a comedy. It's very, very dark. But uh, that's our style. It's, it's kind of like incredibly, horribly dark but with a sick humor underlying it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, a lot of the times, they, I mean, the humor isn't, you know, so much as the, you know, listening of a, of a laugh, just so much as you're you're showing something that's so absurd that you can't help but laugh at it, right? That, that... Correct, yes. The absurdities of life, truly. Life is absurd, as we've all noticed. <laughs> so, time around the table here we're, we're running short on time but i just want to make sure that we get in a good solid plug for for all of your various uh personal feeds on social media uh, uh bridget i guess we'll start with you where can people go to learn more about what you're doing and if you want to get it in one more mention for the uh the, the uh link for who wants dessert Absolutely. The best place to see some of the work would be, of course, uh, Facebook. You can get on the Who Wants Dessert page and follow that. Also, yep, just Amazon Prime, um, the Angel film, Who Wants uh, or Use Body Parts, Amy's in the Freezer. I'm a little bit uh, quiet on social media. I do have a post on Instagram and Facebook page, um, but I, I certainly could be better. I shockingly don't have a Twitter, um, but I'm sure with enough pressure, I will get there <laughs> and be able to be followed. <laughs> If you can find me, I'll uh, I'll accept you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a blessing and a curse okay on the one hand yeah you know you don't have it on the other hand you're chained to it like a lot of us are you know so it's uh 
you know, good for you for your honesty for sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, Vanita, how about you? Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, just Vanita Ozel's Graham. And uh, if you come on there and like me, if I look at your page and see that you're not a serial killer, um, I'll. Or if you're a serial killer, I might add you on as well. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, if you're paying attention, somebody who is one of the showrunners on the X Files says that she'll accept your friend request if you're not a serial killer. So, uh, and she and she, you know, was up close and personal <laughs> with the Crypt Keeper, and I think that that is seriously goddamn cool. So. Uh, yeah, the X-Files was great. I'm also at Use Body Parts um, on Twitter. I created that when I made the film Use Body Parts, and for some reason I just hung with it because <laughs> I like it. It seems to be appropriate for me, Used Body Parts. <laughs> and, 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 uh, yeah, and of course, our Who Wants Dessert page. And Calvin, better up. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Gorilla Producer. And check out our Indiegogo page at Who Wants Dessert. Anything you can donate is a positive at this point. And um, that's about it. My Facebook page are usually for kids I grew up with. So I don't really do a whole lot of film there. <laughs> uh, what can I tell you? Calvin and Vanita, it was uh, great fun catching up with you. It's always a right to have you on. And, and Bridget, uh, you know, Pleasure meeting you, and I, you know, if you need my help with anything, I'd be proud to have you back. And just let me know what you need, and I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to help out any way I can. All right. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you too. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and uh, so I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah, Vanita, sorry. Yeah, you make it painless. Thank you. We who are incredibly shy, uh, thank you for being so gracious. That's why we work why? behind the camera. <laughs> but you know what like I, I said when I started this show and I've told this story many times I you know I, I'm doing this to enjoy myself and I want my guests to enjoy myself I, I view it as uh, you know the, the the discussion that you'd have in the parking lot with your buddies after a movie is over that's half the time going to a film right so that yeah. really is the mood that I try to strike if you guys aren't having fun then you know you know there's no point to it you know we're all in this to enjoy ourselves so uh on, on that happy note i'm just going to ask you guys to please hang on we're, we're going to wrap this up uh again on behalf of my guest bridget graham vanita ozels graham and uh calvin vanderbeek and melissa casey ryan on the cutting room floor i'll be back next week uh check out who wants dessert uh really fun little piece and and uh you know a lot of great work out of out of this production company so until then uh cut print wrap and i am done Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.